0: This is One in 36, a presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. One in 36 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder.
1: Good morning and welcome to One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And with me today is my colleague at Anderson, Tracy Schober, who is the Director of New Program Development. Tracy, hello. Nice to have you back on the show. Thank you, Eliza. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Uh, we've worked together for a long time, but you started at Anderson before we started working together. So tell us a little bit about your your uh, history with Anderson, maybe even before that, Um uh, um, and, uh, cause cause now you're the director of new program development, which is a new role for you and, um, and a new role at Anderson at overall. So
0: give us a little background. All right. So, well, I've been with Anderson for over 12 years. I uh, started at Anderson in our admissions department as a single admissions uh, representative. Uh, <laughs> the program expanded. Uh, I oversaw uh, Medicaid Service Nation, which the Eliza had overseen prior. Uh, so I was uh, being handed off a program that was being run very well. Thank you very much. No, thanks. <laughs> um, I also... Um, <laughs> I also, um, prior to uh, coming to Anderson, I uh, worked in the field and oversaw a uh, half of COARC's residential program uh, that included apartments. So this new role that I have now um, is really just very thrilling to me. In July, I was promoted to the Director of New Program Development, and although many of my responsibilities have remained, including local, national, and international outreach and the resources. Fair and Echo Autism Anderson, uh, which we discussed in uh, another podcast, Uh, an exciting aspect of this new role is to develop an innovative housing initiative that isn't typical. Uh, So I can explain that a little bit. Um, We're currently currently, uh, exploring how to create inclusive, non-certified housing for individuals with autism. We're working towards Really creating a program that creates choice for individuals, uh, collaborations with other organizations, uh, something that's sustainable. Uh, As well as something that aligns with our mission of optimizing quality of life for individuals with autism. So, uh, many of you know certified housing is in short supply, and individuals and their families are really looking for something outside of the box, those options that are outside of the norm um, that really best meet meet, um, the abilities and not only the abilities, but the desires of individuals uh, that are on the autism spectrum, striving for choice really in developing their independence and living their lives. Uh, So I feel it's important um, to to just give that quick overview. Uh, And also, I'm really very excited to be working on the development of this innovative housing. And I can't wait to see where our our exploration is going to take us uh, in the months and years to come. So very exciting times uh, here at Anderson, not just in what um, we're doing in uh, this role, but uh, overall, I uh,
1: I fully agree. I mean, it's it's both. Um, there's a lot out there that that can cause stress, headaches, and and uh, and kind of go down a, a a really hard road in terms of the gaps that we see in services. Um, certified housing certainly being one of them. I think you and I probably both get asked on a daily basis whether there's opportunities um, to continue to develop certified housing as it used to has been you know in place for so many years but at the same time with challenges comes opportunity um and uh and i think anderson has always been at the forefront of that of you know being open to opportunity and change and growth and and understanding that there is a world outside of like you said the norm the typical what everybody's used to so it's it's um it's exciting and it's great to have you in a role where you're out there kind of leading the charge and and um and uh both promoting some of the things that we're looking to get involved in, but also listening. And I know that you've been doing that for a long time in all of your roles at Anderson. You've always had a desire and a a real um, uh, skill at being out, being able to go out on the road, whether it's locally, regionally, or across the country, um, and listening and bringing back what you're hearing out there in terms of need and interest. And so um, I think it would be, it's important to note that, Tracy, you've really helped Anderson get a lot of our programs and services in our name out on the on the road and in people's homes and in schools and Mm -hmm. um and and so it's great to see that you're moving in the same you know a new direction but with those same um opportunities so um all right let's talk
0: about raise i'm gonna make you say it what does raise stand for tracy Uh So RAISE is Resources for Autism and IDD Information Sharing Expo. I know it's long, uh, but it is a resource fair. (laughs) But it's such a great uh, acronym. It is to raise awareness, you know, (laughs) really raise education, raise knowledge, uh, raise community participation. So that's why we uh, use that acronym. So tell us. So thank you. And I'm just teasing, but it is it is a mouthful,
1: but it is a great acronym. And so we're going to refer to it for the rest of this show as RAISE um, and understanding that it is an event and it's uh, coming around again in October of this year. Um, Tracy, you you started RAISE last year in 20 or no it was january of this year mm-hmm. right january of 2023 um so we're playing around we're reinterpreting annual a little bit um because we're having our second one within the same year as the first one but that's fair and we can you maybe you can explain why we're choosing to do that um but i think that this is an idea that you've had for a long time the idea of anderson being anderson center and being a resource for so many people and so many organizations and you being you know the leader of the adam group and all these other 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 entities that look to Anderson as, um, as a hub of information, it makes sense that we should put on some sort of resource fair or resource event. Um, so talk us through the thinking behind the first one, again, that, that already occurred back in January. What, why? Why was that important to you?
0: So almost everywhere I go, people are asking whether it's local or in another state, um, well, what are the resources in our area? And so, so many people continue to ask those questions that we felt when we did the uh, RAISE event last year, we felt it was a good time to be able to do that event, um, to connect community members, connect schools, connect, just connect (laughs) is the word. (laughs) And and so, uh, we felt that um, when we did our first RAISE event, uh, it went really well. Uh, We had over 30 sponsor exhibitors. We had around 100 attendees, which Mm -hmm. for our first event in January, uh, we thought it really went well. Um, We produced a resource guide out of that, uh, which is a a resource for um, people and anybody can access. And then our first event, we were really, again, happy with the turnout, and we were able to cover costs. Uh, So there were a lot of uh, pluses to that um, in the forefront as well as behind the scenes,
1: so when, so it was a success. And I remember we had a group of Anderson families, uh, members of Anderson family partners who came out and volunteered. They were really blown away. And I always think it's a really good, um, it's a really good, um, sort of test of the success of an event when the people who already know by and large what Anderson is all about and what we do are blown away by yet another thing that they didn't realize we were going to kind of pull out of our hats. So they all came back saying it was, it was fantastic and it, and I think it gave them a sense of pride that they were there representing the organization where their loved one is living, but also there in a community In many ways, helping families who, uh, they can relate to very, very closely because before they found Anderson and other resources, they were the same families who were saying, I just got a diagnosis for my child. I don't know what to do. Um, the, the pediatrician kind of ended the, the doctor's appointment and I walked out of the office and then there was nothing. Um, and so I think it's, you know, you're definitely filling a gap. And, and again, you know, Congratulations on a on a really successful first run. Um, What did you take away that you like when you went into, okay, now we need to do a second one, Um, both things that you want to do differently, because maybe they didn't go as well or weren't as well attended as you had hoped. So you're making some changes. And what were some of the things that you left with saying, well, we absolutely have to include that again, because that was what made it so unique or so special and impactful. Can you share some of your takeaways from that?
0: Absolutely. So after our first event, we sent surveys to sponsor exhibitors as well as attendees. We really wanted that feedback so that we could understand what we needed to do better what we did well, as well as what we could add to the event. Um, Some changes, uh, and I can talk about them based on the feedback from our Mm -hmm. vendors and attendees, uh, included a switch from a weekday to a weekend. Okay, that's a big change. Yes, and um, to a three-hour resource fair instead of a four-hour resource fair. So those are a couple of changes. Uh, Some some things that we kept uh, for this year, we are keeping the sensory space. Uh, We felt that was um, an important piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't feel last year that we promoted it well enough. So this year, we added some sponsors uh, opportunities that would sponsor that space. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so we do, uh, and I can talk about that later. Um, Another request from vendors was really to get to know each other. So we reduced the event time from four hours to three hours, um, but we added a one-hour vendor meet and greet session um, that's going to take place this year prior to the public portion of the event so that those participating organizations will now have some time really to get to know each other. And that was um, one of the goals of the RAISE event, which I really have to say we missed the mark on last time. Uh, so we also changed the venue Mm -hmm. and we're allowing for a larger space to provide more room for exhibitors. Some exhibitors felt they were a little too close together Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, that will also help to make attendees feel more comfortable in the space. This is all great. And we're, we're going to stop here and
1: take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to have a couple of follow-up questions, um, based on what you just shared, but this is really exciting and sounds like the, um, the survey was really helpful in uh in making this uh continue to be successful so we're going to take a short break this is one in 36 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder i'm your host eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back okay
0: forest animals today is a new day kids are coming to the forest and it's up to us to make their visit a good one sparrow yes have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year of course Catchy. I like it. Okay, River. Dude. How's the temperature? It's
1: a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Of course. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, Oak Tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's
0: not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, Turtle. Turtle, He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. You'd think you would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel. Has anybody seen Mr. Mr. Squirrel?
1: The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: And now, 1 in 36 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism.
1: Welcome back to 1 in 36 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking today with my colleague from Anderson, Tracy Schober, who is the director of new program development. Um, and again, congratulations, Tracy, on your new role and um, and your uh, title change. I think um, it's exciting as the landscape changes literally, it seems, every day um, in, in our field and the need to be really connected to the broader community just grows and important. So, um, so I appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us. Um, I know you're involved in a lot of um, hot new programs play. There you go. Play on your title, but, um, but we're specifically talking about the second um, raise, which is say it again.
0: Resources for Autism and IDD Information Sharing Expo, which is a resource fair that we're having in the Capital Region.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Um, so before we took a break, you were talking about some of the takeaways you got from a survey, which is a really smart idea, I think, just you know, to get feedback right away from the people who were there. Um, so you've moved it from a four-hour event to a three-hour event. It's going to be on a weekend. Why don't you share the date and the location now? And we'll share that again in, in a couple minutes.
0: So uh, the date is Sunday, October 1st, 2023. Uh, the location is at the SUNY Albany Campus Center located at 1400 Washington Avenue, Albany, New York. And the resource fair is open to the public from 11am to 2pm with free learning sessions. Fantastic. And um, so again, that's
1: Sunday, October 1st at the SUNY Albany Campus Center from 11 to 2 open to the public free of charge, Tracy? Free of charge. Excellent. And, um, and one of the other things that you shared just before we took a break was uh, the sensory space. And I remember this from seeing pictures of it last year. Um, I'm glad that you're keeping that, that talk a little bit about that. Is that, is that a space where if I were coming and I had a child or a few children with me um, who needed a space to go so that we could spend a little more time at the, at the event, they can have access to that? Or is it more of a learning environment? Is it something where I'm going to, you know, Take away how how to create my own sensory space. What what is it for? What's the purpose?
0: So the sensory space, uh, which is sponsored by um, two organizations that are in our capital region, um, Apex Entertainment mm-hmm. and Think Differently Duchess County. Nice. It is going to be run by our Anderson Clinic team members, uh, so it's very exciting. Um, they're going to be. Uh, putting out some sensory items uh, it'll be a little quieter um, they can turn the lights down um, so it'll be a d- very different environment than the ballroom where all the vendors and exhibitors are going to be mm-hmm. um, so um, you mentioned about you know learning uh, how to you know maybe set up an environment uh, that's not really the intent but if a parent came in they they should be able to get an idea based on what is being set out uh, for those um, individuals to experience they um, should be able to have a takeaway from that
1: so it's really generally it's a resource at a resource fair it's it's an inter, it's right. an additional resource for families because we all know you know one of the reasons why anderson's uh, anderson center consulting and training has come into existence and has been for many years is because um well for many reasons but a primary reason is because of the isolation that so many families can feel when um you know, their loved one on the autism spectrum, maybe just is overstimulated and, you know, and can't sort of manage the space and navigate the space safely or comfortably. And then everybody kind of has to leave, whether it's a restaurant or a bank or a gym or a grocery store um, or a resource fair. So I think it makes perfect sense. and is great. And thankfully, it's becoming more widely recognized as a as a good thing to do in your place of business in general, to have a space where somebody can go and just kind of chill for a little bit and, um, regain a little bit of their sensory overload feeling and, and then you go back and, and continue to, um to enjoy wherever they are in this case at the uh, at the expo on October 1st. So I love that. Um, I love that it's being run by our clinical team. That's great. That's certainly a wealth of expertise at everybody's um, fingertips. So thank you for that. And thank you to the sponsors, Apex Um Entertainment and Think Differently, Justice County. You also mentioned something that I think is really um unique and cool, but I get it having having Sometimes with you, um, run tables for Anderson at events, um, back in the day and also just seeing, you know, what it's like at, at these types of events. The vendor meet and greet is a cool addition. If anybody listening has ever worked a table at an event, it can be fun and it can be very fast paced and you're meeting a lot of people, but you literally could be right next to the vendor next to you and never say a word to them or know even what they're doing. Because guess what? You don't get to leave your table. <laughs> So, I mean, we've had conversations where it's like it's hard enough to even try to get to go to the bathroom for five minutes, but um, to walk around and actually meet your co-vendors can be difficult, especially if you're only one or two people working the table for a whole day. So I love that you're doing the meet and greet. Um, And what are your hopes for that new part of the program this year, that hour? And you're doing it before the event opens to the public, right? So there'll be a sense of camaraderie before the general public comes in.
0: So that event is actually called the Create Community Sponsor Event. And um, it's an exhibitor meet and greet. And that is sponsored by Adirondack Case Management and Wolczynski Pleat Law. So we're super mm-hmm. excited to have them. They are a repeat uh, sponsor, and awesome. so we're we're very excited. Um, there's going to be a, a little bit of a um, couple of like breakfast items. Uh, it, I know it's uh, ten to eleven o'clock, so breakfast is sort of over. But you know, just a little way, you know, food always welcomes people. <laughs> <laughs> Snacks are always welcome. Uh, so uh, just a little way where people can sort of leave their table after they set up. Uh, we extended the setup up time from an hour to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Typically when you're setting up a table, it doesn't take an hour and a half to do that. So people can come in, they're still going to have some time to be able to go around, meet other vendors, uh, mingle. Uh, We have a a team member who's going to be helping to organize that. SUNY Albany has been absolutely fantastic uh, with helping to arrange this event I'm hoping that um, that people are going to enjoy this new venue because that's what it is. It's a new venue. Uh, It's very centrally located uh, for getting off the expressway as well as to getting into the building. So we're hoping that our exhibitors are able to get there, come in, set up and then have that time to be able to mingle with, with each other, which helps us to achieve one of those expo goals of helping to connect community resources with each other so that they can also help the people who they're assisting. And maybe that person that's coming into their organization, you're meeting three out of their four needs. So you want to meet that last need. And if you don't know what resources are there, you're going to have a more difficult time doing that.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. Word of mouth is still the the way most people find out about needed services because they're talking to other people and one of the things that anderson and and you know this firsthand uh, having been you know heavily involved in admissions for so many years at anderson that when you had the opportunity to tell a parent that maybe wasn't an appropriate candidate for anderson but that you were able to offer them some advice or maybe a link to another type of organization or another resource just remember how far that went with that parent. Um, It's so different, even if you can't guarantee that that or other organization is going to be helpful. The difference between offering something and offering nothing is massive. Um, And so I, I really appreciate that. I think it's great. And hopefully, it'll lead to more word of mouth, both about um, the expo itself for future years um, and the services anderson provides but really it's all about the services that are accessible in uh in the capital district and, and beyond um, which is where we're uh most recently you know kind of entering into the capital region with our um, early learning academy at anderson and our clinic um, and now with the uh, the expo so um we only have uh, like three or three minutes or so left you want to give a sense to people listening about maybe the range of vendors that they could expect so the people who are maybe looking for something specific, um, again, this is coming in October, so what might people see and who might they meet when they're there?
0: So I did mention some of our larger sponsors earlier, um, but we also have multiple colleges uh, like Hudson Valley Community College, Maria College, Russell Sage will be in attendance. Um, We have some new sponsors this year. NAMI, Capital Region New York will be there, Disability Mm -hmm. Rights New York, and COARC. Uh, and then we have some returning sponsors like Ramapo for Children staff assistance staff assistant experience Transitions USA AA Ranch um, Goldfish Swim School, Tri-County Care, and then Autism Society, just to name a few. Um so those are that's a really wide range of of, ser- of services for all ability levels which is great. And then we're also um OPWDD will also have a presence at our event as well. Great. And then um just if I can do a quick plug in, we are having free learning sessions and those free yes. learning sessions are um, really important resources for families, schools Individuals. Um, They range from supporting autistic and neurodivergent individuals and their parents and caregivers. Uh, Another one is transition to adulthood, neurodiversity and autonomy. And a third learning session is focusing on the future planning options for financial management and other advocacy. So those are three yeah. really broad topics um, that should um, provide some great resources uh, to people who are attending.
1: Absolutely. Those are three major topics that often can cause confusion and a sense of being stuck because they're big and there's a lot in, of information there. Um, so, you know, I would encourage everybody listening to, if you can, on October 1st, come up to Anderson's uh, second raise, I guess, considered maybe second annual, but still, again, um the, the, the follow up to the one that we had in January, it's going to be on October 1st, open to the public from 11 to 2 at SUNY Albany's campus center. Um, Tracy, I think it, it sounds like you've done a wonderful job in bringing together resources that range from, you know, swimming lessons and swimming activities with, you know, the Goldfish Swim program, all the way to learning about how to access services from OPWDD, which look, I mean, if you're in this field, you know, OPWDD, it's big and there's a lot of um, information out there. So the fact that they're coming to the table to represent themselves, I think is really wonderful, um, as well as colleges, you know, for maybe um, people looking to get into the field, maybe looking for degree opportunities to begin um, working in a professional setting with the autistic population. There's something for everybody. There's the sensory space. There's the free learning sessions. Again, it's free attendance uh, from 11 to 2 on October 1st come to raise. um, And, and uh, I think it's going to be an incredibly successful event. And I just want to say on behalf of Anderson, um, also, thank you to all of the sponsors who are coming out this year to be there and helping make it a successful event. Tracy, any last words?
0: Yeah, we hope we that you will join us and help raise awareness, increase knowledge and create community.
1: Love it. Great tagline. Thank you, Tracy Schober, Director of New Program Development. Thank you for all you do, and uh, best of luck with the second Rays uh, Expo in uh, in October, October 1st. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. This is One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozensky and remember,
0: Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 36, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join them for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.